Once upon a time, Kimberly was just going through the motions. Every once in a while, she'd find some happiness, but it quickly faded. She chased every possible way to make money because she thought money was the key to getting the happiness she longed for. Then, one day, she decided she was worthy enough to try a different path. It led her through the dark cave of fear, past the forest of doubts, and to the village of vulnerability. With each step, she trusted herself more. She asked for what she really wanted, and she started to get it. More happiness, more love, and yes, more money. Welcome to the next chapter of Kimberly's Manifesting Success Story. Hello, and welcome to this episode. I have Kimberly Height back with me for the third episode that we are recording September 26th, 2022 in her manifesting success story. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and today we're going to talk about being versus doing and inspiration. So welcome, Kimberly. Hi, Cassie. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. I'm excited to dive in today, and I think the perfect place to start with that, uh, because this ties into being versus doing, is how have you seen your future self show up over the past few months? She's shown up smart and confident and gets what she wants. I love that. Gets what she wants. When you show up as the person who gets what they want, how does that shift things in your life? Um, It it makes everything easier. (laughs) Um, I'm not pushing or forcing or pulling my hair out or telling people like, I'm going to say manhandling it, but mm-hmm. um, forcing it is probably the best way to go is because I just, I don't have to tense up my body and just like shake my fists anymore. I can just relax and <laughs> request and ask for what I need and want, and then I get it. Amazing. I love it. So what has been your biggest aha or understanding deepening of how the law of attraction and manifesting work recently? Um, oh, I was going to talk about, oh, sorry. I kind of jumped back to um, so like right. my, my being versus doing. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm being the woman like who shows up, who's loved and supported. And so Therefore, it shows up in my life naturally. And I didn't recognize that until you pointed it out to me. Ah, so say more, because I was going to ask, I want it to be clear for listeners. When you say I'm being the woman who is loved and supported and therefore it shows up, like pull that apart a little bit for us and tell listeners exactly what does that mean? What does it mean to be the woman who is loved and supported? So (laughs) it it goes back to... um, my amazing marriage and how far it's come these last two years, but I show up as the woman who's worthy of having what she wants. And so now my husband says and does things that I didn't have to ask for. It just, it happens like easily, naturally. Um, And I didn't recognize that 
I'm showing up worthy of those things. Mm-hmm. And so therefore that's, that's what I'm getting from the people in my life without actually having to like say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. So let's break this down. Let's talk specifically about a recent conversation. So in all of your years, um, so as most listeners might know, if you've listened to all of Kimberly's story, if not, you can go back and find the rest of her journey. Um, but about a few months after you joined the Enchant- Enchanted Life University, your husband left. And so how yes. long had you been married prior to that? Um, so that was, so 2020, so just shy of 20 years. Okay. So for 20 years of your marriage, what had mm-hmm. you longed to hear or be recognized for or what was like you just wished he would say? <laughs> that you do so much around here that you don't get paid for it. And I see that and recognize it. And I appreciate all that you do. Um, by that in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So for 20 years, and I think that multiple women um, and moms and wives can relate to this, maybe husbands as well, what you're saying. So you longed for, I'm going to say 20 years to hear those words, right? Yes. You just wanted to hear that. And so if you can remember when you wanted to hear that, what did you think would be different if he said that to you? Um, then I wouldn't feel guilty about not having a job or that that meant that he really loved and valued me and that I had worth, um, that I, I gave to the family financially, even though it wasn't bringing in your, your standard paycheck. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a lot of things. Those are just like the main things I can think of right now. Yeah. Um, But those were the big things like that I was, I was worthy of being a part of my own family. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, I had a value. Yeah. Because in those moments, in those 20 years, did you value what you did? Did you see yourself as valuable? Um, only when I had a job, um, Mm. and I had many throughout the years and there were times that I made more money than my husband, but, but that made me feel guilty that I was making more because he wanted to make more to support the family. So there's this, all these weird dynamics of these stories that we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. um, of thinking what he, I thought he wanted certain things and, but I never really asked. I just, I assumed these things. Yeah. Um, and because of the stories I had, his actions had to support my stories. Um, tell us about that. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I've talked about this before in our interview series or not, but I mean, for 20 years, I was waiting for him to leave. That's the story. I, that was my main story. I was waiting for him to leave and I didn't need a man. I wanted him. And that was a difference. So I don't need you and you don't have to be here. So, so having that story, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner than 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I told that story for a very long time right up until he left right for your entire marriage until he left yep so, and then it just confirmed my story yep see he left yep now what? i'm not worthy <laughs> of it right yeah 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 yep. i remember coaching calls where there was other things going on and it's like oh i'm not worthy of that yeah um and i think you even trickled that story down to your kids oh, they're yeah. not worthy of that either right mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 yep 
And yeah, it's and crazy. So, <laughs> it is crazy, right? It's crazy yeah. when we realize, I think one of the things that people, I don't know, trips people up in the law of attraction. It's like, oh, I wouldn't create this. Like, no, if you were aware, there's no way you, you would have consciously, if somebody was like, if you could have heard them, right? Yes. Um, you wouldn't have created your husband leaving, but you did create that. And once you could, and I don't, you only recently saw that story. Mm -hmm. He came back long before you saw it. Your marriage was happier than ever long before you ever caught that story. Right. Yes. And yeah. And then you realize like, Oh, that's what I told. No wonder that happened. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You wouldn't create that if you were aware of what you created, or if you had the ability to heal the parts of um, you and own your worthiness, you know, those, those weren't skills that you had during those 20 years, right? They were skills that you learned in the Enchanted Life University to, to become more worthy, right? Yes, absolutely. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that or about how your personal worth has changed in the last two to three years. Oh my gosh. It's so much. Um, I, so I used to kind of, I would lie to myself, you know, you know, it's the old, I want to say the old way of doing law of attraction, but I would tell myself mantras. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about this before about how I, three years before I showed up to Enchanted Life University, I was like self-helping the shit out of myself. I was reading all the books, doing all the things. I would stand in front of a mirror and I would tell myself I was sexy. And then I would laugh because I said something that in the mirror that I didn't believe at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I kept doing all those things because I felt like I needed to fix things. You know, if I could just fix myself, my marriage would be better. If I could just fix myself, I could be a better manifester. If I could just... I don't know. The list is so long, Cassie, that (laughs) there's just all these things. And no matter how much fixing I did, there was always something else that came around that I had to fix. And it was very exhausting. Yeah. Because in essence, when we say I need to fix this to have this, we're saying I'm not good enough right now to have this. Yes. Right. I'm not good enough to have a great marriage. I'm not good enough to have the husband who sticks around. I'm not good enough to, for my value to be seen and what I contribute to the household. Right. Yeah. And as long as we say there's something to fix and there's a difference between I have to fix something to get what I want and, Ooh, I want to learn or I want to grow and I want something to change with inside me because I want to be better. Not because I want something else, but because I from an internal standpoint, want this thing to be different. I want to grow in this way. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And so, um, tell us about this recent conversation that you had with your husband. Um, so my, like I said before that my marriage is the best it's ever been. Um, we communicate now, we talk about money, we laugh. Um, but I remember it was a Friday <laughs> um, and I came home and we were having a conversation and he said, just quit the gym. And I was like shocked. And he said all the things I ever wanted to hear in the past, all on his own. He, he told me that he goes, 
you do so much around here for our family that you don't get paid for. Um, you are the glue that holds our family together. I appreciate you. I love you. I support you. Um, like every, everything I ever dreamed in the last 20 years, and not that it's not been good the last two years, but in that moment, it all came together in this, this nice little beautiful package of everything that I ever wanted to hear from him. And it was just, it was like, wow, there's just so much goodness there. And I, I so appreciate him too. You know, it's not just, I wanted him to recognize all the things that I do, but I now recognize all the things that he does to support our family. And we recognize that within each other mm -hmm. and we, we value one another. It's so just, just so good <laughs> and so different. And I, I literally it. heard everything I ever wanted to hear in that conversation. And, and then some, I'm sure I didn't hit all the points, but those were the main points that I was like, wow, he just said that to me. Absolutely. How did that feel? The emotion there was I was happy and I actually, for the first time, I felt worthy of all of that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I, I recognized that till just this moment, but I felt worthy of the things that he was saying to me. Yeah. Which is why you could hear them, right? Yeah, because it's funny. He told me, he's like, he told me, he goes, well, why don't you take this to the call and talk to Cassie? Because you don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also Cassied me and said, is that the story you want to be telling? <laughs> <laughs> but for that day, I, I did hear him. Like, I really heard him. Yeah. And I'm, sh I'm sure that in the past, he did say those things, but I wasn't the woman that could hear them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the beingness, right? Mm -hmm. That's the being. It's not wanting to hear those things that creates that in your life. It's being the person who can hear them. And that's not just like, oh, I, I took my headphones out so I could hear. It's, <laughs> it's being, right? Tell us what that beingness yeah. is, being that woman. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's so funny. Take my head, <laughs> my earbuds out. <laughs> that's totally true. Um, and even he said that he's like, you don't hear me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry. I'm wrapping my brain around that because I, I am sure throughout the 20 years we've been together that he has said things like that to me, but because I didn't value what I was, what I brought to the table and I didn't have the self-worth that I have today, I couldn't hear those things mm -hmm. because I was too busy telling the story of, Oh, he's just saying that or, I was waiting for him to leave. But in that moment, back then, I couldn't have seen, I didn't know I was telling the story, obviously, um, for starters, but I wasn't being the woman who could hear those things. Yeah, who could hear those things, who deserved to be in that type of relationship, mm -hmm. who was worthy of being acknowledged for all that she did, mm -hmm. right? All of that yeah. is the beingness that taps into um, hearing what we want. And because 
he probably did. You're right. He probably said them, but when you're not the person who can receive that, when you're not being that person, you know, we always think if someone, if someone else was different, if he would respect me more, if he would do this more, if he would do like, he would acknowledge me, if he would appreciate me more then my life would be different. But it's when we love and appreciate and value ourselves, we can take that in. He could have said it a million times. And it yes. wouldn't have mattered, right? Because you couldn't, you couldn't hear it. You couldn't take it in. You deflected it. Yep. And yeah. 100% did. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Not amazing that it's amazing that you can take it in now, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If um, only I had met you like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all perfect. <laughs> it is all perfect. That's awesome. Um, and so I want to, I think this inspiration, I don't want to leave these interviews without talking about inspiration. And I think we've covered that, that beingness, just giving our listeners more to chew on about that beingness, because it is a hard concept when you're starting in the law of attraction to understand that. But as you go along, you're like, oh, okay, that is on me. I wasn't being that person. Now I can step more into being even more of what I wanted, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because in the last interview, we talked about criticism. Mm -hmm. And so if I wasn't open to being coachable, I wouldn't have been able to become the woman who's worthy because I, in the past, I was defensive. Like I do do all of these things and he should just automatically do it. But that's that's not how it works. And that's just one example. But um, if you criticized me in the past for not doing it right, like if you had said you're not being the person who deserves it, in my head, I'm thinking, well, no, I, I am worthy. But those were just words. I was just saying that. I wasn't being that. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Is there any way for listeners that you can give them an example or define a little more. Like I was using the words, but I wasn't being that in the difference. I know it's a, it's a yeah, it's, nebulous um, subject. It is. So like I would walk around thinking to myself, you know, I deserve to be appreciated. Like, do you not yeah. see how clean the house is? Mm. And so therefore I was like, they should just automatically appreciate me. But I wasn't being the person who could be open to even allow them to appreciate or tell me that they appreciated because it was, I was being defensive. Right. Even they were though already- I wanted to hear that and they weren't doing it, I would be like mad. And then when they did, I'd be like, oh, you're just saying that because you think I'm pissed off. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> this vicious circle I was creating. So I just, um, yeah, it's really I don't know that I'm explaining it right, but like saying that I deserve something or that, well, I am worthy of this. Well, I can say those words, but if I'm not being the person who is worthy, like being worthy, Uh then I can't, I can't accept the worthiness. Yeah. And where does that, where does the worthiness start? That's with me. Yeah. Right. You can't, you can't accept it from anyone else until you are, until you are giving yourself your own worth. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will give listeners a hint. If you are using the word deserve, you probably don't believe it. 
Like if you have to say, I deserve this, or I deserve that, or I did this, so I deserve that your inherent worthiness, that, that beingness and that self-worth, the being worthy that we're talking about is not there yet. Because when we say I deserve, it's an explanation. It's really an explanation. I deserve that. I deserve to be told I'm good. I deserve this kudos. I deserve that. Instead of being the person who vacuums and is like, oh, awesome. That was a great job vacuuming. And who doesn't necessarily need that outside, right? The outside Mm -hmm. stuff is the frosting, but you're, you know, you're giving yourself the cake. Yes. And you said deserving it as, you know, explaining uh, justification. And just to add one more piece of that icing on the cake is that, and I didn't recognize this. I I think I brought it to a call, but um, like my boys, I used to say, you know, I'm not a restaurant, you know, I wish they appreciate that I even cooked. (laughs) Yeah. And one, one night it was so interesting. All three of the guys in my house, they all said, Thanks for dinner. I appreciate you. I love you. <laughs> so it's not just Joshua. It's other people in my life. You know, it's mm-hmm. I'm showing up being the woman who <laughs> I did cook an amazing dinner. And so I thanked myself, but then they also thanked me and told me that they appreciate it. So it was just, I felt good already. That just made it even better. Yes. That's amazing. I love it. Very cool. <laughs> I hope I explained all that really so that the listeners got it. But I mean, I think it's it if you're a listener, you get any piece of it, it it matters because it is something that is hard to explain because often we don't know, we don't understand it until we're past it. We don't understand yeah. it until we are being it. Um, it's just one of those things that you learn. So anything that you gave our listeners is is valuable because it's opening up of the awareness of hmm. I kind of get that, hmm, this doesn't, like what I'm doing might not be that. Mm-hmm. And all of that awareness and that opening is what gives them the chance to to be more of what they want, to create more of what they want. So that said, any final thoughts on being versus doing that you want to talk about? No, I, I think I, I am being the woman who gets what she wants and I'm loving it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that is awesome. And a fabulous place to end. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to come back and check out what's awesome in Kimberly's life next time. The telling of stories is so powerful, both to the person telling it and the person receiving it. Since 30,000 BC, we as humans have told stories to teach and guide. And now we, with Manifesting Success Stories, hope to inspire you to what is possible in your own life. If you want more Manifesting Success, go to moremanifestingsuccess.com where you'll find links to anything we've talked about on the show. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, you have the power to write your own happy ever after.